Hello, beautiful human. I am Zach. That is Daniel. Welcome to the studio for the first time ever. David. Woo! You. I'm not going to lie, dude. Uh, you know, there's somebody on our team for a while since we found out that you are going to come in. They, they've been calling you DeForvid. No. And <laughs> you got to just break down the science. Because we've also been having internal discussions of, like, where the origins of D4VD come from. Because... It is David. That is your real name, right? But is it because of search engine optimization? What is it? it that was you. You hit it right on the nail, actually. Well, he did. But it's not D four. I mean, you can call me D four VD. D4, okay. DJ D four David. I mean, it's kind of applicable everywhere. But Are you a DJ though? Nah, no, you're a songwriter <laughs> and a singer. <laughs> a songwriter, singer. But the four is like I replaced the A with it. Took out the I. And the four is like an ongoing D4VD lore. Like it's four universes with all these different characters. Oh, interesting. I'm building out this like cinematic universe. And the future is going to be like a whole bunch of different stuff. I can't spoil too much now. But it's like I got this blindfold character that you see in my music videos. Uh -huh. That's going to expand into like these different antagonists and protagonists. And like a whole anime thing. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, so I want to really understand the science here. Because one, your music is fucking amazing. Thank you. It has the most heart and soul. Thank you. Your voice is impeccable. Thank you. And totally unique to the point where like you hear whatever comes out of your mouth is so unique to you that you just instantly know that it is you. Thank you. You're only 17. I am. Yes. Wow. Telling stories from what vantage point? Are you watching reality play out and watching other people experience it? Or are you experiencing it yourself? Or are you taking this anime video game inspiration and really crafting from absolutely nothing it's all of those man yeah <laughs> it's all of them uh, i try to include a piece of myself in every part of the music but i try to get like every different perspective i can every possible perspective every possible like viewpoint i can i mean here with me was inspired by the disney movie up <laughs> like carl Fredrickson and ellie like you would have never thought because i'm not like old I don't know how to write about old people when I saw the movie and I was like yo that's a real love right there so I just hopped in my sister's closet and started just crafting it up like what what like so where does your mind go after you see those two go through what they go through and their love be really timeless and forever yeah like where, where, do you start thinking about your own love where does you how do you how does that work I just put my mind in Carl's I become Carl for the song if I'm watching something or even if I'll see somebody else, like I'll see somebody walking down the street at a parking meter and like plan out the rest of his entire life and I'll become that guy for a day and write a song about him. Really? Yeah, it's crazy. When did you realize you could do that? Um, I mean, I've been writing poetry for, for years. So I would always do that, especially at school. At school, before I was homeschooled, like middle school, elementary, I would look at these kids, like at cafeteria, at lunch was like my playground, like my brain's playground. Like there's so many different kids and they're all doing something different. I would just sit there and I would just, I'm a people watcher. I would mm -hmm. just inspect them and like write them, write about them and stuff like that. And I kind of um, brought these characters to life that were inspired by my classmates. So every time I would write like a short story, I'd have these different classmates in these stories and they would never know. It's like different names and everything, but they were inspired by my classmates. It was, it was like, I was writing a biography almost, autobiography. So you realize that like you can like, I think it's empathy matched with like intense imagination, like. But also, like, is there a want when you're injecting yourself into somebody else's life and just letting your mind go wild that you 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 find enjoyment leaving your own 
story and entering somebody else's? Most definitely, because <laughs> especially after I got homeschooled, because it was just like four years of straight nothing, like video games, and that's about it. Like I was just at home the entire time. So being able to put my brain in somebody else's and live out a different life through the music was like kind of an escape because I wasn't really doing anything. I didn't go outside or anything like that. So it was like, yeah. What role does video games play in this idea that you can escape your reality and become somebody else? I think, I, I mean, I give credit to the game creators, but I feel like it was the ability to find new people and make friends online. Like with Fortnite, I remember I found so many cool people just from that game I would have never met like in real life. The ability to meet new people and see like how other people think outside of people my age, because everybody I met online was like older, and it was like these adults and like these teenagers and people that were going through different situations, and they would just vent to you on the game. Mm-hmm. And I'm like 15, 14 at this time, <laughs> so I don't know how to like be a therapist, right? But it's like I'm taking this information and all these different people talking to me about different like problems and situations. I'm like, wow, this is really what humans are like. Like these are humans, so I could just portray that and project that into the music and connect with people on a relatable level. Is it true that your want to shift from poems to music stems from this wanting to put up videos that don't get flagged with copyright claims? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, man. Holy shit. So, yeah. like, can you tell me about the first time you ever took a poem and put it to a beat? I didn't even, I didn't take my poems into beats. What? I leave that as a separate part of my brain. It's crazy. Really? Yeah, I mean, when I'm recording, it's just on the spot. So how do you, okay, so how do you make a song out of nothing then to fill a need that is, you know, to be able to score your videos in a way that is legal? (laughs) It's It's like, let me bring you back. So it's November 2021 and I'm crying to my mother about it. She's telling me, go make music on my own. Get out of my face. I don't want to hear about your copyright issues, right? (laughs) I go in my sister's closet. I'm like, okay. So I start watching my clips. Like I'll get my gaming clips at the end of the day and I'll start looking at them. And I'm thinking about like Hans Zimmer almost scoring, uploading the shot to the beat and everything and then letting the instrumentals speak. Right. So I'm not even really singing at this point. I'm like speaking just like in melodies and just letting the gameplay do the work for me and tell the story for me. I think you and I was the first song I ever put in the Fortnite montage. And then people on Twitter were saying that I was a game like a Fortnite artist. Like I only make songs for Fortnite videos because they fit so well. It was crazy. But well, so yeah. was that the first time you ever made music? Was your mom telling you to like go figure it out literally, yourself? <laughs> literally, bro. Really? She made my entire career. It's crazy. Holy shit. Yeah, bro. How do you know how to make music then? Are you just kind of just wing it and see what happens? Wait, yo, yeah. I was the internet's a crazy place, though. You can learn anything. It is. And get anything. Literally. And it was free. Yeah. I didn't have to pay for anything. <laughs> I went on my phone the next day. I was like, how to make music on iPhone. That was it. Apple earbuds. No mic, no headphones either. Literally, the mic on the headphones. I'm just sitting there like this, knees up on the door of the closet, just going crazy. But so you realize that this works. Do you change any of your creative process today, or is it like what from the first time you ever made a song still remains? I mean, I'm still making music on my phone. I think my entire project that's tentatively coming out is entirely on my phone. I was at the studio yesterday, though. With the professional equipment and everything, headphones and all, um, and I was like, <laughs> real headphones, yeah, real, real <laughs> headphones, right? Um, and it was like we put on these beats, these loops. And I was just saying words, man. We got a song in about three hours. What? Yeah. What, it, it, 
What is it like going from an iPhone to a real studio? Is it overwhelming? Do you feel at home yet? It was at first. Uh, yesterday wasn't the first time I went to a studio. I, was, I went to a studio, I think, last year. Um, and having other people in the room is so confusing at first because I'm used to just, oh, I mess up, let me go back, mess up. I have to talk to an engineer. Like, he has to be my band lab. Like, that's my phone sitting next to me, right? <laughs> you've, you've, you've traded in a, 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 a pocket person for, for a real person. For an actual person, right? It is like... I have to communicate now. It's like like he's in my head. I mean, you got to find the right person too. Yeah. Um, going through different engineers and finding who clicks, who gets it, who works fast because I'm, I'm a pretty fast worker. So it's like, it's a cool new experience. I got to acclimate to it, you know? And you're literally going from your room, I'm assuming in Houston, right? Yeah, man. That's <laughs> fucking <this>. amazing. <laughs> yeah. And your music is so fucking good. Thank you, bro. Really you. extraordinarily good. Thank you. How did you realize you can sing? Was it your mom telling you to figure it out? Or was there a moment before that you, like, I mean, you open your mouth by chance? I mean, I mean, my dad's going to kill me for this, but I still don't think I can sing. Like, like, You're crazy. Oh, yeah. I was in church choir for a bit. Yeah. But I never had the desire to make music like that. I was just like, okay, it's so cool. You not thinking you can sing. What is it like for you to step up to that microphone and then open your mouth and go for it? I feel like I'm more comfortable with expressing myself and connecting with people in a way that I feel is speaking without singing. Because when I think of singing, it's like, okay, it's this cool thing that not everybody can do, but everybody can speak. Like, I'm talking to you guys right now. That's my view on, like, Romantic Homicide and Here With Me. It's like yeah. anybody could have made those songs. Totally. Anywhere from your phone. So it's like I'm I speaking. I don't think anybody could have made it. <laughs> you know, personally, I think anybody that went through a situation like that has the ability to portray whatever emotion they can. So romantic homicide. It, it, dark, but also light at the same time, correct? Mm. Where does that come from? Because you're 17. Where? Have you been in love? Uh, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that out, to be honest. What do you think love is from the music so. you've made? Like, what's your idea of it? How do you define it? Something that doesn't fade. True love is something that doesn't fade, for sure. There's no way you can really love someone and then it doesn't work out, you know? Infatuation. There's a lot of infatuation, but I feel like love doesn't fade. I get that. Yeah. Love is worth, like, working through and fighting for, yeah? Exactly. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. It's true. Because sometimes I want to fucking run, but, you know? Yeah, bro. Dude, work it out. Work it out, bro. Come on. Love keeps you there. Exactly. Where do you acquire that? Is that just from songs and like putting yourself in other people's shoes? Is it, what is it? Like, what, what? I think it's a mixture of like trying to figure it out myself and then looking at other people's experiences. I mean, because I've never experienced like true heartbreak either. So I write all these songs in preparation for it. So I'm not devastated, you know? So I know what to expect. Do you look forward to the day you experience it yourself? I do. Bro, I think you're going to the best album ever. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna get the best album ever after that. Does the same thing go with love? Like, do you look forward to having all of these emotions firsthand for you so that you can capture it again? Um, I don't know. Love is scary, bro. Oh, yeah. It's scary. It you do stupid like, fucking things. Bro, literally, I mean, like, I look forward to the heartbreak. I don't know about the love, bro, because it'll make me, like, soft. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, bro. It's weird, but. You get it. Artistry, right? Dude. Well, I mean,. Love is rough. Well, why do you think Romantic Homicide connected with so many people? And why do you think that song blew up? Uh, the lyrics. The lyrics. And how potent it was. And how simple it was, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not. I'm not oversaturating anybody with any crazy sounds. It was just, like, one vocal track. There um, is something to, like, the simplicity of the records. Right. What about Placebo Effect? Where does that even come from? Ooh, placebo Effect. That, you know what? That is me. That's, like, because I'm, a, like, a chronic overthinker. So it's, like, I'll think I have stuff that I don't have. 
at all, right? And it happens so often. It's like things that I, I think I've attained and stuff like that, and then just to turn around and to be gone in the next second. Like what? Like mindsets, things here like on the earth, people too, like friends, especially when I was transitioning from public school to homeschooling and nobody like hit me up on Snapchat when I was like streaking everybody. I had like, my snap score was like 250,000, bro. And nobody hits you back? Nobody, dude. What the fuck? That's what I'm saying. Like nobody, con- like who, you're not at school, where'd you go, Dave? Like nobody, it's like, dude, I, did I really have friends? And you start, you start to question things. Oh, like, totally. About your everyday life. It's like, who, who really, who's really there for you at the end? It's like, do you do you run anybody. from that and just go right into music then and head first like you say fuck everybody else and give your total uh, focus and energy to something? Sometimes you have to, and that's why yeah. I love the closet because it's just me. Yeah, like I'm not around anybody else. I'm not trying to you know make a hit or anything like that. It's just me and my thoughts, and I'm just saying whatever. It's it's so like euphoric, therapeutic. Was the decision to move from public schooling to homeschooling a difficult one? It was, and it wasn't mine. It was my parents, but you know I thank them for it because I got so many creative outlets out of that. Like. I was writing more. I was playing video games more, which is like what kicks out of the music anyway. So I'm thankful I got to, you know, <laughs> waste brain cells on it like that. But yeah, man, it was tough the first two years, man. Especially since I wasn't on like an online curriculum like I was these past three. I was I was like doing schoolwork at home. So I was like, why can't I just do this in a classroom full of other people? Like I missed the social aspect of it. And it was kind of like boring to well, the be- point. Because you also had high school in the middle of COVID. Right? Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, where where were you in 2020? What grade were you in? Homeschool. That was 10th, 9th. Yeah, something. Wow. Yeah, damn. It's a whole different world. So do you see that people are creeping back into your life today? No, nobody knows who I am. What? <laughs> it's wild, bro. Yeah, nobody from, knows. From high school? Yeah, no. The people you were Snapchatting? Bro. Have no idea that you are DeForvid. David with a Nobody four. Nobody knows I'm the four of it, bro. That's wild to think about. Do you hate that? Not at all. Not at all, actually. Because I think it would be worse if people are like, oh, I didn't know you were him. Oh, man. Start talking to me again. It's like, I feel like it's a good thing. And, I, and that really happens, too. Because, I mean, you hear these stories about celebrities and their old friends come back out of the woodwork. Oh, totally. Try to get, like, some clout. But, nah, nobody, nobody knows. Everything happened for a reason. Most definitely. Big believer or not. Yeah. I mean, dude, everything has fallen into the right place. So how often do you make music today? <laughs> Nine songs a day. <laughs> what? Yeah, bro. Sisters, I mean, I make more music in the closet than the studio because the studio is a little bit more intricate and you have to do a, um, a lot more parts. But yeah, I'm pumping out nine songs a day when I'm at home. Okay, so where do they go once they're done? And first of all, like nine songs? Yeah, yeah. What is what is the strategy behind nine? The strategy behind nine is, I mean, I try to make something better than the previous song every time. And it'll trickle back down. So let's say, because I'm working on this like jazz project right now. It's like super far online. But I gather these songs, start one by one, no ad libs, no background vocals, just straight hook, verse, finish song without any extra stuff. And then I finish nine, trickle back down. And everything that I've learned from the next eight, I'll come back to one and finish it. And I'll take the next seven, come back to song two, finish it, come back to, it's just like a process, like, Keep coming back to songs when you learn new things about different genres. Who's supplying the the beats? Where are you getting this? I used to get them off from YouTube. I mean, when I was like, had no connection, it was all YouTube. Like, go on YouTube, search up tight beats of whoever, whatever vibe. But now I'm like, my favorite producer at the moment is Spencer Stewart. 
and Alan Rodrigo. So they just send you stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. That's wild. I want to learn how to produce too, you know, you know find I mean, the time. You're only 17. You have, yeah, yeah. I'm assuming you have a long list of goals, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm like a terrible goal setter, but I, instruments, number one, I want to learn every instrument possible, like, that anybody could ever touch, and then producing. How many instruments so, do you know now? A little bit of piano. Okay. So I got like three guitars and a ukulele. Trying to learn that and saxophone next for sure. Damn. You can control the effort, not the outcome. Amen. Love that. When, when you're listening to beats, what are you looking for? Or is there nothing in specific? Just whatever. Nah, connects? I mean, I mean, like, <laughs> whatever. I think I pride myself on being genreless because I hate boxing myself in. I can hear that in the records. Word, exactly. It's like, especially in life, like, you never want to limit yourself to a specific niche of abilities. So I take that into music, too. Any genre I can touch, I'll do it. So, What song was the scariest for you to release? Romantic Homicide, bro. Why? It was so different. I mean, I came off... Of the indie pop, like super fast shoegaze type post punk vibe, and then Romantic Homicide was so slow. And off TikTok, that's when I was like getting heavy into TikTok, kind of. Everybody was loving that, so I was like, if I switch it up, am I losing my target audience? And I really, I don't even have a target audience, so I sucked it up and I posted a snippet, and it went crazy overnight. So I was like, let me just stop getting in my own head about it and just release. So. So it changes the way you release music moving forward? Oh, yeah, definitely. You're afraid to take risks because you see the reward? Not anymore. I'm not afraid to take risks anymore. I mean, like, there's a little bit of A&Ring oh. that goes in with, like, the next release and stuff. But I'm like, yo, let's put it all out. Like, Who's A&Ring it? Uh, Is it Interscope? Yeah. Damn. What is it like working with a label? It's interesting, bro. Sometimes I'll forget that I have a label. <laughs> yeah, because you're in a closet working. Oh, yeah. I'm so, I was so independent, like. Especially with getting producer agreements and stuff. Like, I'll be like my own lawyer sometimes. Damn. And I'll start drafting up agreements and paying people. Isn't that scary, though? Yeah, low-key. Yeah. And also, like, I hate th- I hate that version of confrontation. Word. But, but it's good that you're doing it now, to be honest. Yeah. Like, work every part of the business while you can. Exactly. It's interesting, though. What do you use the label for? Uh, I mean, distribution, obviously, because I yeah. can't put anything on myself. But beyond that, what do you, <laughs> what do you want them to do for you? I mean, whatever they do, I'm not going to be like, oh, I want this and I have this specific set of goals and you got to do this for me. I'm like, yo, just do what labels do. You know? I mean, I, I connect with the team more than the business anyways. Because yeah. I got to find a good team of people that I connect with and love. And that's the best team over there ever, man. Best team. So Dark are me. they getting the songs that you do every day? Oh, yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I remember Matt Morris, my A&R, was like, artists don't usually send us this much music. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, some artists, they take months to even send one track oh yeah and that's the track they drop i'm sending every time i make a song i'm sending it out like folders on folders on folders are you looking for instant critique what do you want nah i just want them i mean if they vibe with it they vibe with it there's some records they don't i mean i guess the most important part is that my discord likes it my discord is my core fan base so if you know someone's not vibing with someone and it's going be like I sneak it in the Discord and leak it myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, that's crazy. Has there been a song that's actually proven to be successful that Interscope was like, eh, but the Discord was like, yes? Not yet, because we still got a job. We still got a job. How many songs are you sitting on right now that could end up in this next album? Or I know you're working on four different universes, so I feel like all of them could for this. Actually, no, I lied. Maybe fifteen. Because I'm doing it in eras now. I'm, like, switching up the creative process a little bit, as we touched upon, like, a couple minutes ago. I'm working on eras. So I'm not trying to... Before, I would just throw every evolution of myself into one project. Like, it would be like a mixtape, kind of. 
if I would release an EP or something before I got signed. But now it's like if I make something that's too far ahead, I'll dial it back and recognize like recognize where I'm at. Cause I got a lot of stuff planned for the near future, far future. Like, do you dial back the creative or do you just hold the song? Hold the song. Yeah. Or I'll change. I mean, I'm, I'll change it up. I'll make it feel more current. More current. Um, so the album that's coming is what era to you? I feel like it's Romantic Homicide era. Yeah, off the back of that, and here with me. What are you taking from Romantic Homicide and applying to the records that we're about to get on that album? I call it loud silence. Like, I got a lot of rock stuff that I'm screaming on, but this is more like the melancholy. I'm screaming with my words on this project, so it's not really too much on the vocal side. It's more like attentive listening. What do you think of people who scream and call that singing? (laughs) I mean, it is. Screamo? Screamo. My sister's, like, kind of husband screams in a band. Right. He literally, like, ah! I remember ah. that, like, Paramore, Deftones, Pierce the Veil. <gasps> That's fire, though. I mean, it's a... Oh, making fun of it? I love Screamo. Yeah. I know. Dan can, you know. I'll try my, my fair share of Screamo. Yeah? Yeah. It's coming, I don't know when it's coming up, but hey. Are you singing in a UK accent on, what is it? Dirty uh, Secrets? Dirty Secrets? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was listening. I was like, why is he singing bro, like that? <laughs> I heard one Pink Panther song, and I never went back, bro. <laughs> it was like after that t- Take Me to the Sun kind of has that too yeah it does and those I two are like I think bit. those two are my favorite songs of yours really yeah I love you for that bro yeah I just hate that. see well you just heard those songs you're like well if these guys are singing like that I'm gonna exactly. sing like this too. I found out that I'm like from America it's like okay let me chill <laughs> <laughs> let me chill let me chill bro let me chill why do you feel so comfortable taking like not a risk like that but just making a creative decision where you choose to sing in a fucking accent cause it's fun <laughs> cause it's fun man <laughs> I remember, like, there's a song that has, like, an Irish accent, too. Like, on some Louis Capaldi stuff, bro. <laughs> so crazy. It's, like, it, Scottish. Yeah, he's Scottish. Too. Scottish. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> I just take, I like, I just taking risks. Having fun with music. Don't do want to feel like a job. cut that song in a non-British accent first? That, before you realize that you just go right in? No, because, like, now I can't even imagine Dirty Seagulls to take me to the sun in an American accent. <laughs> like, you'll be so bad, bro. <laughs> we change the whole song. Word. I should make some American English like versions of that. Yeah, the, huh? yeah. I mean, it's gonna yeah. literally. I probably will. You know, the lyrics will be the same. Word, but the vibe will be totally different. I know the dirty secrets that you. Nah, bro. <laughs> nah, bro. Who are you talking to in that song? Um, myself. Have you watched the music video? For which one? A dirty secrets. A blindfold character. So this blindfold character is literally going through my music videos, attacking all my insecurities. So like I'm hiding something in Dirty Secrets. It'll come expose me. And here with me, nothing happened because I was happy in that song. Romantic Homicide, killing the thought of the girl, right? Yeah. The thought of not wanting to lose somebody, killing grief, right? Ah. The next one's going to be something special too. And the one after that. So it's, you know, so. So as you're checking those off, are you actually killing them within yourself? Is there any actual correlation? Have a lot of meditation, a lot of prayers. Like, I I'm, I wouldn't do it in the music if I'm not doing it actually myself. Yeah. It's like I'm telling you guys too. I'm trying to, you know, trying to be a guide, um, or I don't know. I wouldn't call myself an influencer. Like, your culture shaper. I get yeah. That that's, has influence. Good, you know, that's a good way to put it. But I'm not gonna do anything in music I wouldn't do myself. So, but, but that is like so. You get those songs out that are both uh, that are all attached to something different within you, a dirty secret, something you want uh, that you keep it in, but is it makes up who you are. Once you get rid of all those, where I mean, do you know where you go next in music in terms of the story you want to tell personally? Definitely, there's inspiration everywhere. Yeah. So imagine I like 
become some kind of perfect person around. Fuck <laughs> which that. I, which I never will. Yeah, that's never going to happen, bro. There's beauty and imperfection. Um, you know? There's most beauty and imperfection. Nobody sees that. Everybody is looking for something perfect, even their own version of perfect, mm. when the reality is, like, what they're actually looking for could be, it could exist right in front of their fucking face. Literally, bro. Could be slightly different than what they expected. But and it's they, what they need. Exactly. What they need. But that search for perfection could cost them everything. Because Literally. if you don't fucking answer when the right thing knocks, like, people- You missed it. Yeah, people or healthy things don't really stick around. Word. It's like that in music, too. I mean, I pride myself on, like, the band lab and phone stuff because you can hear the flaws. Fuck like, it's yeah. not perfect, so- Nobody is. Exactly. Art really isn't perfect. Literally. I, do you understand why musicians strive for perfection? I do. I've I've probably been there a couple times. Um, but then I have to just realize that I'm not supposed to be a perfectionist in anything. Just do my best at everything. But nothing, nothing's going to be the best, but I'll try my best. That's like my mom's motto. Um, but I can see it. It's like every day there's a new number one. Everybody wants that number one. And you think you got to be more perfect than the next one. To be number one, when in reality, there's no such thing as a perfect number one, right? Mm -hmm. Even the best of people have flaws. Best of music has flaws. Best of listeners have flaws. And I think that's what makes music so beautiful, because the listeners are flawed. Mm -hmm. That's why they connect with these artists, because the artists are flawed too. Oh, yeah. So I feel like just having that personability and just being human, um, letting your listeners know you as you and not some kind of, you know, celebrity artist or whatever. People just feel understood by that, dude. Exactly. So, I, I was really surprised to see how thick your discography was, like how many songs you had and had released. Like it's I was a short amount of time. Too. It's fucking nuts, bro. It's like actually, like I kept scrolling and I was like really astonished. Is there? I mean, I, I want to say like, what is the strategy there? But like, when you look back at everything you've made and you look forward to what you're going to make, what do you carry with you? that you know you're going to at least stick with, no matter the genre, no matter the sonic scape you want to dive into? The lyricism. I never want to lose that, for sure. Even if I'm making something simple, like some kind of Afro. I was working on an Afro beat song a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, this could be a fun little vibe, like a little party vibe, but let me just throw in a little bit of David Spice in there, a little bit of <laughs> fourth wall breaking psychological trauma in there, just because, right? <laughs> right? Duh, it just fits. It needs, needs to be there. But yeah, Love I mean, it. yeah, the lyrics... Lyrics are so important to me. Yeah, they should be because that's what people get to know you by and feel understood by, and that's really the through line to everything. Exactly. Plus your voice. What are you thinking? Are you writing the lyrics 100% yourself? Most definitely, bro. He's so in a closet. Well, to. I know, but now that you're in a studio, do they try to connect you with writers? Yeah, I'm I'm like, no, bro. I mean, not, no. some people- I want to write for other people, though. Okay. But would you get in the studio with them, or would you like do it on your own and then give it to them? Do you get what I'm saying? Make sure both. I'd love to get in the studio with like some some big artists and just you know help them make whatever they want to make. That's like, you know what? That's a goal. Who manifest it right now? I don't know. I don't know yet, man. That's the thing. I feel like there has to be a need for anything. It's like I don't want to force it. So whenever I see the need, I'm going for it, bro. Trust. Well, that couch has brought a lot of things into the reality. So go for it when, when did the shift focus from gaming to music or is it still kind of split 50 50 it's split 50 50 but i remember i took a little break um i would like to say around flyaway i okay. released flyaway i took a little break to focus on music as a whole um and it was still blowing up in the fortnite community like the fortnite was my main audience until tiktok yeah. so every time i release a song i'd have to be in a montage or else it wouldn't do anything 
have to be in a gaming video, have to be on YouTube. Have what a to be great on audience to, to, to build from. Like, I know, really right? fucking cool. Bro. And then it transferred into Call of Duty and Valorant too. It was like oh, gaming sick. as a whole was like backing me. And then I moved to TikTok and they're still with me to this day. Still making Fortnite montages, man. So what is it about that community that is so understanding and so supportive? Because they're diehard music fans as much as they're gaming fans. Totally. Yeah. Music and gaming go hand in hand. I also think, like, and I say this with the most respect, I think uh, uh, there's like, a, there's like it could be, uh, every, it, you know, video games are incredibly universal and I think understood by so many people, but I also think that there's this like, not, not, this not outcast energy, but like this misunderstood energy that like when one of their own wins, mm. you really support it. And then I think like there is this big thing of like, playing together like you know i never understood why people watch minecraft videos <laughs> until fairly recently you know and i really get it now yeah um and it's it's so much deeper than i could have ever fucking expected bro like it's understand like it's people like leaving their rea like their their real lives and coming to a group of people that like fucking get them like you're Literally, all bro. it's you're all rowing the in the same photo, you can find a photocopy of yourself in like the gaming space bro. yeah when you when you can navigate the whole day feeling like nobody gets you it's a hive mind man i got a dumb question is fortnite still popular it is it believe is? it or not yeah they're still doing they're still Carlos doing their camera's thing, like man. yeah you idiot i don't yeah, know man. i'm just not big into the gaming world so to me like what you were talking about montages i'm like do people actually sit there and watch these yes. things all oh day? yeah oh my god bro twitch streaming youtube everything like the, I think they're bringing land. There's another World Cup coming up too. I yeah, think this year there is. I'm gonna be in that. Trust me, trust me, Robbie. In that. But yeah, you're gonna play. Yeah, I hope so. I'm, what I'm still training. I'm grinding, bro. Trust. Yeah, like what's your ranking? Like what is? Uh, I'm in. I'm in division, the max division in so, arena. What? So like, what is your? Uh, how often do you play video games a day? Every night. Every for, night. For how many hours? I'm playing from like eight to like two a.m. in the morning. My then, dad has to tell me to go to sleep, bro. It's tragic. It's tragic. It's that's, tragic. I mean, but at the same time, it's like you know, uh, you're paying the bills from it. You've built this whole thing from it's this whole. It's just, it's really beautiful. I really appreciate it. It is, yeah. Well, because it's also a safe haven for a lot of people. There's like so many like positives that come from it. So, what time do you wake up? <laughs> you don't want to know. Noon. <laughs> yeah, like later than that. Sometimes one, two. Got it. Well, you you know you're too busy working till two a.m. Right. I'll be making music on the game too. Real, while I'll you're free, playing? I'll be freestyling, like having fun with my friends, and I'll just mute my mic and go on my phone. <laughs> on, like, bro, it's crazy. Will you use that as inspiration real time? Yeah, bro. Yeah. Especially when I'm in like public lobbies and people are just saying random stuff. I'd be like, yo, yo, <laughs> yo, you might be on something right there, bro. It's in a song. I remember I was in Discord. There's this unreleased song called Backstreet Girl. I might be on the project, I might not. This guy was like, yo, can you write a song about my girlfriend? Her name's Allie in the Backstreet. I was like, Say less. I thought this for the next day. I showed him a song. He was like, he starts crying like on the mic. I'm like, yo, chill. But what information like did this man give you to write the song? Her name, Ali, and his, that is his girlfriend. That's so it. So I wrote from the perspective of him talking about his girl. Whoa. Yeah, man. You had no other information. That's it. Random, two random kids that's in my Discord. So where does your mind go? Everywhere. I mean, put myself in the shoes of him and his relationship. This girl's name is Allie, so Allie's in the Backstreet, named a Backstreet Girl. Backstreet is mentioned in like 50 different parts of the songs. Yeah. And how do you know whether or not a song is good enough to make it to this album? Cohesiveness. I mean, I would have put like 50 on it if it was up to me, but I'm like <laughs> trying to tell a story. So I guess I can spill like some little information. It starts off with the love songs and transitions into like the heartbreak. 
So you feel it as you listen to it. No shuffle play allowed on this one, bro. Mm. No shuffle play allowed. You got to listen in order. In order, bro. Top to bottom. Yeah. How close is it to finished? It was done. It was done. Oh, it is? Completely. When you're putting the track list together, did you have to go in and fill any blanks, or did you have enough songs to kind of fill out the story? Oh, I, I have more than enough, man. It's crazy. I feel like the track list was the hardest to connect because I have so many songs in different pockets of everything. So it was like what feels like they should be right next to each other. Um, and we working on it for months. And I finally woke up in the middle of the night, and I was like, yo, hopped in the group chat with a and my manager. We got it locked in. Do you uh, feel any pressure to have a hit? Uh, no. No. Because after seeing, I had my doubts, but after seeing what Romantic Homicide and Here With Me did, um, and the way that they were made, not at all. You just do? Yeah, I just do. Is there anything strategically on the back end that you feel like you can do to ensure success for a song outside of making a montage video? Um, Engagement. For sure, making sure that people actually want the song before dropping it. I feel like most artists just be like, oh, you want this? And there's no response and they still drop it. But I'm waiting for the feedback. My listener base and my audience is like the most, it's the most instrumental part because they're the ones listening to the music. So that's why I use Discord so much. That's why I'm on Instagram and TikTok so much because the people that are listening to my music are those, the ones that are going to stick with me are the ones that I want to hear feedback from. So, Are you excited to get on stage and perform? Oh, yeah. Did you oh, just have your first show the other yeah, day? Yeah, you're my first show two days ago. Yeah, a couple days ago, Friday. So sick, man. And we streamed it on Twitch. But in a, did you do it with Amazon? I think so. Yeah, Twitch. We streamed yeah, it on Twitch. Twitch. Yeah, we streamed it on Twitch. Yeah, it was so fun. I was jumping around too much, though. So Wait. the show tonight is going to be like super vocal heavy. Wait, what the fuck? You have a show tonight? Yeah, bro. Oh, nobody told. Nobody. Yeah, I didn't get invited. Oh, what? Wait, so, so okay. The other night was more drumming around, so less vocals. But tonight, how do you, do you sing with a track? What's what's your style? Of no, it? it's on me. That's what I'm, I'm trying to find the balance. In my first show, I didn't really know what to expect and how like the vibe was going to be. We had a couple technical difficulties. I almost started freestyling. Bro. <laughs> There's a clip going around. I think you'll find it on my Instagram. But um, yeah, I'm just trying to find the balance between the motion and the vocals. Wait, so hold on how how do you prepare for this? Um, do you have a band? Are you singing the oh, track? Yeah. Oh yeah, band. Shit. Instrumental, bro. They're so good. Devin and Mike, bro. So good. Um, yeah, we were, we rehearsed for like 10 days straight when I was in LA a couple weeks ago. 10 days straight. Rehearsed for two days in Houston. And then now we locked in. We got it. What is it like going back to Houston? I don't know. It's still boring to me, bro. Huh? <laughs> I feel like just because the homeschool thing, I have such a negative connotation with Houston because there's so much to do. But every time I was like, every time somebody messes me, I'm like, yo, it's so boring over there. Don't go. Don't go. <laughs> Would you move here? Uh yeah yeah I move here yeah huh? I was thinking about moving to North Carolina for the Fortnite servers but they put one in Texas sick so now I got no reason to go wait so for the servers what does that mean so like you know lag like you lag in the game yeah with of course connection but it's actually server based with Fortnite so the closer you live to their little hub where they keep like all the data the better the service the better the service oh bro. you're crazy so they put one in Houston I was about to move to North Carolina because that's where it was it's in Virginia actually I was about to move over there and they put one in Texas so damn. Like, Wow, what a blessing. What a, what a blessing. Does like bro. Fortnite know about you? Do those people know about you? Yeah, man. I'm trying to get something happening, bro. It's Fortnite concert, you know, a little skin, something. Uh, uh yeah. By the way, a lot of great artists have performed in Fortnite. Shout out Ariana Grande. Well, I think yeah. Travis pioneered that. Travis, did Bad Bunny do something in there? No, am I Justin, lying? Justin Bieber did that? Marshmallow. Marshmallow. Roy just had his a couple weeks ago. Oh, damn. Yeah, man. Look at this. It is a hub for music. Indeed.
It really is. Have there been any, has there ever been, been a, somebody who started out in gaming and then became a musician and was successful? Or are you um, really kind of leading in the pack when it comes to that? Like how heavy into gaming? Because I'm pretty sure everybody that made music has played games. Like Lil TJ was in the Fortnite community before. Oh, he right. wasn't like making montages or nothing like that. But Okay. I just didn't know if that was a common thing where gamers ended up making their own music for montages so they didn't get flagged. No. no? Nah, man. But like, I might be the first. There are like, um, I feel like there are royalty free musicians that like would lend their music to stuff Low like that. Beats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally. I was not even thinking about that, bro. I was just so mad that I was not getting my revenue. <laughs> my, and my mom, like, if my mom never said those words, make your own music, I would have literally just turned to that. I can lie to you. Yeah, I but had no intention of making my own. In June, was it June 2nd, 2022, you said, uh, I need to convince my parents to keep letting me do music. Yeah. Did they want you to stop? No, that was a lie, bro. That, that's on. That's a tweet, right? Yeah, that was. That a was tweet. a lie. I just wanted a little bit more engagement, a little more drive from the community, <laughs> man. I was like, "Yo, let's spice it up a little bit, bro. Like, yeah. let's make it seem like I can't do it anymore." And it's like, they loved it. You're great at marketing. Digital marketing, man. Yeah, you, you are the drama. Yes, right. yes. Final thoughts here, Daniel. The it's only like, thing I had is, it, uh, you did an interview where you said you wanted your own concert to be your first concert you ever went to, and it happened. It happened. It happened, bro. So you've never been to a concert before, and when you walked out on stage, that was the very first concert you've ever very been in. first time, man. So who inspires you early on? Like, is there anybody you look to or listen to to get any sort of idea of what to do? Nah, I feel like having experiences firsthand is awesome. And the music, but aside from, like, performing and everything, like, Paramore, Lebe, the jazz greats, Chet Baker, Brenda Lee. But, like, true art, like, the way to move as an artist, like, I'm trying to learn that firsthand. Like, Fuck yeah. Exact, be as unique as possible. Be as different as possible, so... It keeps you 100% original. Mm -hmm. Even Shakespeare is plagiarized, you know? Subjecting yourself to inspiration has the ability to seep through. Yep. Interesting. Try to be careful with it as much as I can. You got to listen to David's music. All of his songs are available on Amazon Music. We're going to put a link in the description below. Uh, you know, appreciate you on Twitch. On behalf of Amazon, you know, Twitch is great. Uh, final thoughts over there? Man, you are just fascinating. Thank you, man. You really are. That. Can't believe you're only 17. Like. Does that scare you thinking about all that time and everything you've done already and all the songs you've already put out, or does that excite you? It's exciting, bro, because just like the the amount of music I have that I'm sitting on right now, I can't wait for the reaction, and then touring those albums, man. Just like because like when you're on stage, you're the embodiment of your music. It's like people are listening to you on their own. Think about that by themselves, and now you're up there listening to you do it in person. That's crazy. That's another level. It's exciting, for sure. Excited to watch your eyes, man. Please come back when the album comes out and uh, our studio is open for you. Uh, any and always. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. David, everybody. Woo! Thank you for being here.